0: Welcome to the IAM Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the Website Content Manager at IAM. If you have any suggestions for the IAM Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Welcome. Thank you for joining us again. This is Carl. Usually I'm joined by Brian Limperopoulos, but he is very busy. Today is October 15th, and that means next week is our virtual annual meeting, and you would not believe how busy everybody in our office is right now. I'm actually coming to you today from uh, the IEM office, which is odd because we're never here anymore. You know, it's a very sparsely populated office uh, typically, but with the run-up to the meeting, you would not believe how many people are here. You can log in now to SwapCard. If you have registered and have not logged in to SwapCard, you can do so by going to login.swapcard.com and enter your email address that you used during the registration process. Once you're inside SwapCard, you can start booking appointments and seeing all the, the great uh, sessions and setting up meetings with vendors and exhibitors and stuff like this. Definitely go do that now. Big thing with Swapcard: fill out your uh, your profile. So you want to upload a photo? I think that happened at the registration process, but you can upload a photo if you didn't do it then, and fill out your your profile so that people can find you. And so that when you find someone else that you want to talk to, they'll sort of have an idea who you are. So please do that now and you can start making your appointments now. Uh, Many thousands of contacts have already been made and I'll be putting a a link or a photo rather on Facebook about that and uh, LinkedIn. So keep an eye on the LinkedIn and Facebook uh, groups for IAM. Uh, The registration price goes up on the 19th, so that's Monday coming up. It's going to increase to $499. So if you have not registered yet, you need to do it before Monday. Speaking of the annual meeting, IAM is rolling out its new task force for domestic asset-based movers in the U.S. We're calling it Task Force DAB, DAB, D-A-B, Domestic Asset Based And I had a chance to sit down uh, with a few of the members of that task force and talk about it. But before we listen to that, uh, you should know that every day at the annual meeting from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, there will be some sort of information, some sort of session on this DAB project. So let's give a listen to what these experts have to say. Thank you for joining us today. I've got uh, Caleb McCartney, who's the general manager of Cornerstone Moving and Storage, and Lakeland Fennell, who's the vice president of market uh, development for Nielsen Van and Storage. So thank you, gentlemen, for being with us today. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is the DAB. So a, a couple of weeks ago, Brian Limperopoulos and I were talking about the DAB. We couldn't figure out what it was. You know, it's a dance move. It's something football players do. <laughs> Uh, this there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, tell tell me a little about the DAB.
1: Will you uh, want to take
0: this one? I'll
2: go ahead and start. Um, the DAB or the Domestic Asset Based Task Force came about because um, the upper management of IAM and a couple of um, owners. Uh, throughout the country decided that IAM needed to get more heavily involved in the domestic arena. Uh, they've always been very strong in the international sense, but you know, with um, some with a couple of things that were going on with the industry and AMSA joining ATA um, it was a good time for IAM just to reach out and and try to make those connections. And they came up with DAB, domestic asset-based companies. And the focus is um, those agents that own trucks, warehouses, have the boots on the ground, doing the work every day, getting those agents together and coming up with a task force that we can collaborate, we can become stronger, uh, we can learn from each other, we can ask questions. So what it is is about making those connections throughout, um, throughout the US and also just making us stronger. This industry is changing a lot this uh, and you know we're consolidating a lot, so I think it's about bringing those asset-based companies together.
0: Great, yeah. Something that was uh, interesting to me about uh, the DAB when this started all coming together, we had been talking for years about how do we get more into exactly this market. You know, all the U.S.-based movers. There's a bunch of them. Uh, you know, how do we get our how do we get our hands on them as potential IAM members? Because we have that I in our name, international. People think that it's uh, the Association for International Movers rather than the International Association of Movers, which covers every country. Uh, but, you know, this, so this just kind of came along, as you said, rather recently. Uh, and something exciting to me is that it's member driven. So it's not that am said, hey, we're standing up this thing. Uh, Caleb Lakeland, we need your <clears throat> help with this. You know, it's very much that, uh, you know, you all came to us and said, hey, we need this. So to me, yeah, that's, I, I, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll jump in on that. Cause I, I totally agree with that. And, and, in, in our perspective at, at Neal Savannah Storage, I am culture within the organization has been very pro agent or pro asset based mover for a, as long as I've been involved in it. And I've been involved I mean, you. These are all my tags from all the conferences that I go to I always keep them and I'm gonna need a new list. But, <laughs> uh, the great thing about I am is, is, and quite honestly, Nielsen Van Storage was uh, having financial problems way back in, in 99, 2000, that range. And we actually came out of bankruptcy in 2003 at the same time that the former owner, David Nielsen, passed away. And so we needed to get back into the industry and get our name back out there and and, and start that network again. Um, and so, one of the things that, that was so great about I Am is the, the association itself is wonderful, but even more important than that was the, the membership of I Am was so important to our, our growth and, and it is so important to our success now because of the connections that have been made and the direct business that gets done. It's, it's, not, it's not so much to, to be a part of an association but the members themselves, even, even, and don't tell Chuck I said, Chuck White, I said this, even more than the leadership at I am, the, the members themselves will want to bring us into the fold, and want to give us business, and want to do business with us, and make those connections, and, and that has been an absolute invaluable asset that I am has provided for us, and the, and the members have driven that, and because of that, We've wanted to grow our membership, and that's why we ended up going from core to being a governing member to to part of that is to say thank you to the association for what that's been able to do. So to me, the culture has been there with IAM for a long time, and we've talked on and off over the years about formalizing that. And so the beauty of this is it formalizes that structure of what's already a part of what I think is IAM's core belief system anyway, and that's that, you know, the grassroots effort of the boots on the ground and and supporting that is, is where the future is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Not only does it help the
2: membership, but I think um, the members helping the members, but I think IAM is going to be able to help the members of the asset-based companies too. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the way that they're going to be able to go go to bat for us and, and put, you know, put their money where their mouth is and be able to stick up for us. Um, you know, there's a lot of legislative things that are going on right now. And I think for us as agents, we need to have that voice. And I think that IAM is going to be able to bring us all together as one where we're not competing against each other, but we're going to be able to help each other. And IAM has facilitated that growth. And I think now the members of this task force are just going to keep it going.
0: Yeah. And something interesting, of course, I've been on a lot of email threads, um, you know, like yesterday, someone, I I can't remember, was it Chris Lance asked, uh, you know, how do I move the Peloton bike or something like that? Because it's it's a sort of... I don't know that it's necessarily fragile, but you sure don't want to break one of those things, you know, a $3,000 right. bike. Um, yeah, and so there's there are these emails uh, going around even now, you know, and this is still pretty much a brand new uh, task force, you know, where y'all are helping each other figure this stuff out. Uh, what I'm hoping is that we're gonna be able to find a a place for these discussions to happen, you know, online so that so that it's not just a task force; it's like everybody who's maybe doing this sort of business. But it's exciting to me to see that this is already uh, pulling some really positive stuff together. Um, so, how, what what was the decision? How, how do you move a, a Peloton bike?
1: Great. <laughs> <Well>, my, my, <laughs> my my input was because I actually I actually have one. Thanks, thanks to my wife, we have one um, that. I think I've ridden 15 times. I love the thing, um, but the way I looked at it was, how did they bring it to us? And they bring it to you with the screen taken off and the pedals taken off. And so once you take the screen off and the screen's just like a TV screen. And so once you pack that and once you take the pedals off, then especially if it's going containerized, code four or code two, um, to be able to actually, and I, I, you know, movers use the term burn the pads. We'd burn a few cloth pads on that that we know we'll never get back. But it's better to have, you know, a, a few dollars worth of pay, cloth pads on it um, than have damage to it. And I, and I think it's between that and even Chris had, had mentioned, you know, wrapping it in a mattress carton on top of that. I think that's not an unusual step for anybody to take with bikes like that. And I think if you, if you do that, if you take care of it just like any other, you know, elliptical or bike like that, I think it'll be fine.
2: That's great. You talked yeah. about burning the pads. I mean, that's a big thing for international moves. You know, domestically, you're going to get those pads back, but it's always been the argument and with something that is of high value like that, you would usually use brown paper in international work. But you're going to spend that extra money and use, whether it's bubble wrap or pads or something to make sure that that gets there safely, mostly just because it covers you and um, the liability there. But it, like you were talking about the email thread that's going back and forth, has been so organic since the first day we started this, I mean, I don't think there's been a day where the members of the task force haven't been emailing back and forth about a question um, about dehumidifier systems, about um, conversions, about conversions, about how do we tackle these things. And when it's just you thinking about it and you're trying to get the voice to whether it's um, a commercial entity or the government, you know, it's a, it's a big ball roll uphill, but when you get all of us together, I think it's going to be a big voice.
0: Yeah. That's a good point there. Yeah. I mean, everybody together, you can do more together than you can on your own. So uh, as y'all know, you two are are both involved in the, uh, in the DAB newsletter. And we finally had the first issue come out uh, earlier this week. Uh, something that's and I, I know it's obviously a developing, evolving thing. Uh, you know, it'll it'll change a little bit. But something that's really cool about it that I really enjoyed is a, this walkboard wisdom section where it's real practical uh, information about how to run a business. You know, and 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 it's applicable not just to small businesses. You know, like the the one guy with his truck or something like that. Uh, but it's it's applicable to, you know, really any size business. Of course, the bigger you get, the more information you have. You know, it becomes a little harder to work with. Uh, but what what motivated you all to think about that, to uh, start having this sort of mini business school, uh, bite-sized chunks of information for, for running business?
1: Well, I, I think that came from Like you said at the beginning it it came from an organic source um, from the agents ourselves like we're we're all um, considered small businesses Um, some of us are van line agents some of us are are independent agents and the, the more information you can get the better and there's a lot of best practices out there on the street dealing with like the peloton and these types of things that that the agents are using already and best practices are going on so i it really was an organic thing where when we were developing with the the DAB task force and certainly with the newsletter, we wanted to be able to provide those those uh, best practices to the people who need it the most. And that's the ones out in the street. And in, and you can get information from from your van line or, or from you know from the association. But a lot of the information the association gets, especially I am, comes from the membership. And so this is a direct way to get some of those good points and guidance uh, straight out to the DAB membership
0: yeah and, and I thought your your thing about uh, job costing that was that was just uh you know easy to understand and there was a whole spreadsheet and everything in there um you know and chris's thing about you know where what are your um uh, what's- drive, driving your bottom line you know where are your costs what where's the money coming from or where's it where's it going you know working in uh with small businesses for a number of years I've seen you know people saying yeah we're doing really well but they don't really know if they're doing well or or if they could be doing better because they don't they don't really know where all that money's going, but they know they have enough at the end of the month mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah and and that's exactly right that was one of the reasons why that that I wanted to include that spreadsheet, and we actually use that for a for a lot of things, certainly the easiest one is for containerized shipments, but you could take the containerization part out and just use it for the packing so you you really do as a small business and and Caleb knows this too you have to get into the weeds like that because every nickel and dime helps. And especially when you're dealing with the volumes that, that we usually do. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of moves in a year. And if you save 10% in a lot of moves a year, that's a lot of money at the end of the year. But being able to focus on that, so then like I was saying in the article, you start to realize what the most expensive thing is that you're using on pack jobs. And it's not wardrobe cartons and dish packs, it's something as simple as newsprint. And, and I didn't realize that until we started pricing it exactly like that that that's really what it was. And so that got us to start an initiative of don't leave half rolls of newsprint out there, because if you're using a brand new one every time, that gets expensive, especially on a per hundred weight basis. So if you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Caleb, look like you're about to say something.
2: I was just going to build on that too. You know, when we started doing this newsletter, we were like, what, what way do we want to go? What direction? What do we want to do with this? What do we want to say? And I think as a group, we came together and said, what we want to do is we want to help teach people. We want to help educate people on what to do throughout the year that can make your company better and that's why we're doing these things and putting these in the newsletter is to depending on what time of year it is and what we're going to what companies should be focusing on we're going to put that focus in the newsletter so your comp schedules and your cost analysis and um, getting into your financials towards the end of the year while you should be looking at those every day all year long this is a time when you know those are going to be your main focus and as we go deeper into the year and we get into hiring times and training times and peak season. And you're going to see that newsletter progress with the industry throughout the year. So I think it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. So you you mentioned training, Um, you know, so you can even uh, go back, be a little self-referential and say, uh, remember we talked about how newsprint is possibly your biggest cost. Uh, So like, how do you build that into the training and stuff like that? So something I'm doing with the website is I'm trying to keep a, I mean, we've had three articles so far, so it's hard to say I'm keeping a library of these articles. You know, we have a library of three, uh, but, you know, it's going to be on the website as uh, evergreen content. Uh, so hopefully, you know, people will be able to, you know, look at our, I don't, and I don't know if it's going to be the DAB part of the website, but certainly look at the website and say, I wonder what sort of stuff is in their business, uh, how to run a business archive of articles, something like that. So you all are building something that's going to be around for a long time. That'd be nice. Yeah. Good tool. It is good. Yeah. So what's your hope for the future of the DAB? Like what's, where do you see it going maybe next year or or in five years, something like that? Lakeland, you wanna start with this or?
1: Yeah, yeah. for me, what I would love to see for the DAB is, is the growth in membership um, through the efforts that we're making. I, I think the, the biggest thing is, as we've discussed here before, the, the larger the, the group that gets together, the, the bigger voice they have. And, and I think it benefits all of us, um, the industry-wide to have that voice be heard, um, which to some degree has, has felt marginalized over the, over the years. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. Um, and, and while we've gotten together many times, I mean, we get together at the IM conference, uh, Caleb and I do, and, and a lot of group of the smaller movers, we get together, we talk, we email each other. Having it formalized and having that grow into where we have, the more input we have, the more that we can learn from other uh, DAB movers as well. Um, and I think that's important. So it, 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 to me, in the next five years, the expansion of the network of DAB movers, the, the inclusion of as many movers as possible, and the the growth of the knowledge equity in DAB is, is what I would like to see in the next five years.
2: And I'll touch on that too. I, say, I think the two, three big three things are formalization, um, whether that means into a committee within IAM, um, growth of DAB with all sizes of, Um, asset-based companies and then the collaboration between everybody and I think that collaboration not only goes to these zoom calls but hopefully you know in a year or two we're back to the conferences where we all get together so do we have our own panels do we have our own networking events you know do we have our own little conference throughout the year maybe in the spring instead of the fall uh, so we can get together again so maybe two times a year instead of just once but I think the growth and the collaboration between all of these agents you know maybe you start seeing the colors of van mines disappear a little bit and everyone trying to help each other and i think once we can stop competing against each other and help each other i think it's going to it's going to change the industry as a whole
0: yeah uh, I've, I've certainly seen that in other industries where i mean you're still going to have you're still going to be competition with, with each other but you build best practices you know, everybody does business better. And, you know, even though there's still competition, uh, it becomes sort of easier to get along and and work together to build the industry. That's very true. And the reality is
1: every every SIT shipment we take in, we're taking in something another agent did. So having them have the same best practices we do and the same information that we do makes for a better handoff experience between agents in the long run
2: you talk yeah. about sit you know do we have something that's like a load board you know for the independent independent or the smaller agents not just independent but for the smaller agents that we can go on and everybody can share shipments and maybe uh fill in a gap where they need to because of the collaboration between everybody
1: yeah very true
0: wonderful something uh we've talked about inside our IM walls is that once we sort of get the DAB, uh, more or less, like it, it's, it is what it is, like it's its got this particular structure that's evolved and, and uh, you guys have helped build? Uh, we're hoping that we can actually move that same sort of structure to other countries. So, you know, there, I mean, you guys are dealing with, you know, particular laws in the US and situations in the US that are unique, but uh, there are also unique situations in. Uh, Saudi Arabia and France you know or EU as a whole uh, stuff like that, and we hope that we can maybe take some of this structure and help build uh, similar type organizations for overseas uh, members as well
2: well if you ever need any dab ambassadors to go to those places and help set that up, <laughs> just let us know because I'm sure we'd be uh, willing
0: to go take some uh, trips for that but would that be called a dab ambassador
1: I oh. like it I like it. <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what i've been, i've been been fortunate enough to have gone to i think three uh young movers conferences um, in europe, and I would love because that the Caleb talks about you know kind of a spring mini conference I would love to have an event like that for for the dabs because the young movers group over there is it's a very unique conference because I think it's a three or three and a half day conference but there's probably if i had to guess there's probably two hours over those three days that are actual functional meetings, like you would have presentations and that kind of stuff. The rest of the time is team building, networking, socializing, this type of stuff that builds trust. And, and I think that's a very important thing um, it, between the members is to build that trust. So I think that's something that we could learn in, in the DAB group and it's very welcoming. I mean, it, it really is. So uh, yeah, I think that could, that could be a good route too.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts on the DAB, gentlemen? Other than sign up
1: now. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, join it because the more the join, the better it gets. And, uh, and, and I know everybody has networks and state associations and and friends in the business and that kind of stuff. Um, I would encourage everybody to to look into what the DAB is and what it's going to produce for you and for your business.
2: I just, uh, you know, a little, push for the virtual conference next week we do have three sessions on uh, Wednesday Thursday and Friday and I think those sessions are going to be very informative I think we're going to learn a lot from each other I think there's going to be a lot of information and I think it's going to be a springboard to what we're going to do in the future so sign up uh, get on your screen put on your put on your coat don't have to wear pants just wear
0: some shorts and and, you know um, come join us and I think it'll be a good time. Sounds great. Well, uh, guys, thanks again for joining us and uh, I'll let you know when the podcast comes out. Thanks, Carl. Sounds good. Thank you. If you've not looked at I Am Learning yet, you need to go do that. There are a lot of uh, sessions coming up, but there are also a lot of sessions that have been saved uh, that have already happened. And so there's some stuff that's on demand and there's, there's some stuff that's live. If you've missed the live event, you can go to the one that's on demand. So something that just happened on um, uh, September 9th, uh, that was a little over a month ago, obviously, we had a session on digital marketing. And there are so many questions and so much to say that we uh, had a another episode of that. So episode two was October 14th. It, it's online now over at I Am Learning. So you can go listen to that. Other things that are coming up, October 28th, We're going to be uh, talking and I am learning uh, about the National Association of Senior and Specialty Move Managers. So NASMM uh, members deliver professional senior move management and specialty move services with compassion and integrity. Again, that's October 28th at 11 a.m. Now, this session is really going to be very interesting. On November 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Time, we're going to talk about the U.S. elections and the impact on the movie industry. So Chuck White and uh, Brian Limperopoulos are going to talk with Jim Wise and Brian Vickers of Pace Consulting Group regarding uh, preliminary election results and the possible impacts the election and other related political initiatives may have on the movie industry. If you are not in the U.S. and not watching news about the U.S., let me tell you, there's a lot of electricity in the air about What's going on politically right now in the U.S.? I don't want to get too political and show my, my uh, bias there. That's not what I'm trying to do. But it's very interesting. For those of you who are not keeping up, November 4th is the day after November 3rd. I know everyone here can do math. November 3rd is our election day here in the U.S. And people are already saying that it might be a close enough uh, election that we won't know the results on November 4th. Everything's up in the air. Uh, we're going to have a discussion on it, regardless of whether we know the results, because that's part of the interesting thing about the about the topic. We have a whole bunch of new members in October, uh, so I count at least ten members here. It's more like a dozen at least on the little map I'm looking at, and uh, they're from all over the. They're from uh, North America, Europe, and Africa, and the Middle East. If you're not looking at that new new member list, you definitely should. That's a list of all your new colleagues every month. And also be sure to look at the uh, prospective members because those are the ones who are going to be members next month. Our alleged debtor list. Again, keep that in mind uh, when you're starting to do business with a new company or possibly an existing partner. And see if that, uh, that company is on that alleged debtor list. And you can learn more about that on our website. Member news this week. We have a number of stories here. CFM Alliance Group announces the coming together of its five subsidiaries. Another headline, Oregon president elected chairman of Unigroup. Suddeth announces Jira Sansum as general manager Dallas. And finally, move Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can contact us at membership at IAMovers.org or contact us by going to the Contact Us page on the IAM website at IAMovers.org. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.